One, two, three. Harold and Brad. Windy City Filmmakers. Harold and Brad. Windy City Filmmakers. Harold and Brad. Three, two, one. What's going on, y'all? Brad Stevens here for another edition of the Harold and Brad Winnie City Filmmakers Podcast. HD, what's going on, brother? What's up, B? <laughs> we have a very special guest, the super talented director, actor, writer, teacher, Monty Cole is with us. What's going on, man? Hey, y'all. So glad to be here. This is great. <laughs> hey, glad. Awesome, hey, thanks awesome. for doing the show. We appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to y'all. So the first question we always ask people is a two-parter, and it's, what's your connection to Chicago, and what kind of art do you create? Yeah, I mean, so I grew up in Oak Park, which is right outside of Chicago, the first suburbs west of Chicago. And uh, my mom's from Chatham. And she grew up out there. And my dad's from Queens. So okay. <laughs> they met here in Chicago. My dad oh. went to, uh, oh, no, I was going to say he went to uh, grad school, law school out here. No, he didn't go to law school. He went to Northwestern. Yeah. Uh, so, that's, so that's how we brought him out here. And they were starting to raise this and going to raise this in Hyde Park. And then um, they were like, oh, shoot, we should probably go out to the suburbs. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's how they landed out there. And when, as a kid, I would just always go into the city, like on my, eventually on my own, uh, just like, because I was just obsessed with just like seeing all the theater and seeing everything I could. And um, so that's kind of how I've become um, a theater artist. I, I really started not just like by like, you know, doing the workout and the Burbs as a kid, but also because my mom and dad were like Goodman subscribers and like would take me into the city and go see stuff. Uh, and eventually that has also sort of curved into me becoming a, um, a writer director for not only just theater, but for film too. So that's what I kind of self identify as now a writer director in film and theater. Where'd you go to high school? Oh, don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I see. I went to Hirsch. That's right there. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's where my mom went. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank yeah, God yeah. you knew. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I went to Hirsch. Yeah. Because yeah. I swear she'll like go anywhere and someone will be like, Stephanie? And I'll be like, <laughs> because everybody knows each other from around there. I mean, also, my grandfather was Henry Springs, and he was like one of the first black superintendents on the South Side. Nice. Um, and he, I guess, was like, like vicious, just like rules, like like that. And so people would be like, "Oh, you're, oh, you're Henry Springs' daughter. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my distance." <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and uh, another question. Uh, so I was uh, taking acting classes out there in Oak Park for. Uh, 15 years uh, over uh, at first it was off of Ridgeland and South Street over by the train Ridgeland oh yeah it's open door theater open door rep mm -hmm. and and then uh, he moved uh, the class his school over to uh, uh, 
uh, Oak Park Avenue by the Green Line under that Briar's Ice Cream or that ice cream shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what would that be? I don't know what that would be. You know, well, I, maybe I South, South uh, Oak Park Avenue by the Green Line going, I, I don't want to say west, but going toward the know. library, over toward, going towards the library. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't know what, what uh, institution, what like acting institutions over there. Well, well what happened was uh, he just took a space and made an acting school out of it in the basement under that ice cream shop. Toronto <laughs> Studios, yeah. That's yeah, I great. was going down there until the pandemic hit and he closed the doors. So we've been studying online for the last year and a half. But yeah, every Wednesday afternoon right there in Oak Park. It's great. I mean, like the that's a big reason why I think we were out there is because it's just not, you know, that was probably the, that was the 80s. So it was like about it was like Oak Park was selling itself as a place of diversity and a place for the arts. And so we grew up with a lot of arts around us like constantly nice so like you uh you just uh finished completing during your film whole right yeah whole uh i mean it was crazy i did three short films this summer i did a film called whole that i wrote and directed a film called six feet apart that i directed and my friend isaac gomez wrote and then uh, a, uh, a film called Sons of Toledo, which I co-wrote with Matt Foss and directed out in Toledo. Uh, and now they're all in post-production at the same time, which is not, <laughs> it's not fun, but it is fun. Cause it's like, holy crap, we did this over the summer and here they are. I love it. Yeah, coming to fruition, yeah. You a beast, man. Uh, what, what are the films about? Like, what is Hole about? Ironically, is about uh, growing up in Oak Park. Uh, it's about um, <laughs> it's based off a true story of this one time when I was kind of um, accidentally kidnapped in a way. Uh, <laughs> my 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 uh, my friend uh, Booker, uh, he was like one of my only like real like black friends out in in um, Oak Park. And I was hanging out with him and his cousins, and I just did not, I just did not like fit in because like I was surrounded by white kids, so like I just didn't know right. what was up. And um, and I was hanging out with them, and the auntie came by, and they were like, "Oh, I've been looking for all of y'all. Get in the car. All of y'all get in the car right now. All of y'all right now." And we all just like got cattle prodded into the van and got taken into the city. And I was like, "I'm not supposed to be here. I don't <laughs> think you." And she's and she's like, "Shut up, boy. I don't know who you are. Like, get in the car." And so I, we were taken into the city, and um, and I was kind of taken to a part of the city I was not supposed to go to as a kid. And, right. Uh, and at first, I was like real scared and stuff. But as I was there, I kind of learned like I don't know that blackness takes on many forms. And that yeah. when I was a kid, I might have felt like I was broken, like I was missing pieces of my blackness. But that I, I wish I had someone that was there that was telling me that like, hey, you are you are whole. You are a whole black boy. You don't. You're not missing anything. Um, so that's what that one's about. Oh, man, I, I love that real quick. I love that man because, like, where you I heard you talk about this on the pitch thing with with uh with uh uh oh man, we just interviewed her over the summer. Uh, Erica Duffy, Erica Duffy, oh, right? Yeah, uh-huh. right. And uh 
and I can relate to a degree because to me it's kind of like in the mass media, maybe even within Black America itself, there's this idea that Black America, that being Black is one thing. But even though we share a common history, uh, there's a lot of diversity. Black being Black is not a monolith. So like growing up on the South Side, I grew up with both parents in the household. They both had master's degrees. My mother has a doctorate. And that's saying that makes you better than anybody. But it's kind of like if you grow up loving classical music like I did, or same, show tunes, same. it's the idea, well, you're black, but you're not really black. <laughs> I right, mean, really right. black, somebody's game banging it. You know, and, and that's why I can't wait to see your film because there's a lot of great stories out there of diversity that needs to be told. And it's all about being black, that being black is not just this one thing. Mm-hmm. And it has a lot more to do with just like what you're surrounded by than anything. Like there's a part in the movie uh, near the climax where like he goes out into the backyard with um, where like there's a big like uh, barbecue that's happening. And basically we had Brian Arzell, as you know, yes. uh, created a line dance, like made up a line dance, a fictional line dance. Right. And the main character who's like 10 years old is like going along with it. He's like, oh, I think I know this. I know, I think I know this. But it being Brian Arzell, the choreography just gets crazier <laughs> and crazier and crazier. And the little black kid is like, I don't think I know this anymore. <laughs> and is like freaking out as like his sister, who's like based off my sister, is like killing it and doing nice. great. And and she's and he's just like, okay, I guess I should go because I don't belong here. Uh, it's that feeling of like, you should know the moves, but you don't. What are the other two films about? Um, so uh, Six Feet Apart, which is the one that's kind of connected to Hole, is based off of the fact that um, my friend Isaac, who's like, basically my brother like he and I kind of like he and I were at Fitcher Gardens together in the artistic department together and really just like so much of our kind of formative 20s were spent together and um about three or four years ago my dad died and he saw me have to speak at my dad's funeral and he was sitting up in the balcony of the church and I'm just like bawling in the front right yeah. <laughs> and uh and Isaac was just kind of sitting there imagining, like, what would it be like for him to have to bury his dad, someone who he has a complicated relationship with, because as the years have gone on, his dad's become more and more religious and Isaac uh, is queer. And so um, the film is kind of like a hypothetical of him imagining him going to his uh his uh, father's funeral and like and these memories that keep on flashing of him and his father as, as they've come of age over the years. Uh, it's kind of incredible because it's like a 12 minute coming of age film, um, which is kind of hard to do that much. It's like it spans so much time in 12 minutes, but it, it really is like telling the story of Isaac and his dad's uh, relationship um, in 12 minutes and it's pretty beautiful. Nice. Um, and it's actually not true. Like his dad's still alive and was very nice to us when we were uh, <laughs> in ho when he hosted us at, uh, in El Paso, Texas, where we filmed it. Uh, but you could also tell that there was some tension there and that there was um, something really deep going on there. So, mm -hmm. and then some to Toledo. Um, my friend Matt Foss uh, is living out in Toledo, and he was hosting this, producing this event um, for the barbers there, and. Um, 
uh, the Black Barber community in Toledo. And it was called the Art of the, I think it was Art of the Cut, Art of the Shave, something like that. And they put them on stage at the art museum in town, which, and they were just like, it's so amazing to be treated like we're artists because we are artists. Like barbers, black barbers are artists. What they do, what they're able to do with the hair is, is incredible. And so they're telling stories and they're cutting hair on stage and it was just this beautiful event. And just talking about like what the black community has been hit with in Toledo, which by the way, huge black community in Toledo, did right. not know, huge. Yeah. And so um, he told, they, they told about the story about, um, about how they sometimes have to cut hair at the, at the morgue um, and oh. that they have to cut hair for family members and people that they are so close with brothers and friends uh, at the, at the morgue and, and what that emotional and, and that sense of responsibility and care that goes into that action. And so uh, the film follows this um, young man uh, who everyone in the film is, is truly who they are. There's no act like actors, quote unquote, in the film. It's all um, people who are playing themselves. And, um, and it's about this young man who uh, finds out early in the day that his, um, there has been shot and he has to go to the barbershop and he has to go about his day and by the end of the day he has to shave his brother's hair at the morgue uh, but what's kind of amazing about it is that the guts of the film is actually a documentary like there's like these pillars of a narrative that are happening throughout where we kind of get this catharsis through the narrative right. but the guts of the film is actually us we were interviewing the community inside the barbershop and letting the barbershop be the barbershop where they this hub of communication and talking and, and, and gossip and everything like that and in this uh, town hall and we just let the cameras roll and let them talk and that's kind of the guts of the film captured that narrative captured that so i have a, a, a question uh uh rounding off all three films what 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 do you what is your style what what are you going for with your films what what's your mission I have noticed <laughs> because these are my first and uh, they're all so damn ambitious. Like, I don't think I realize how ambitious they were until we're now in post. And I'm like, oh man, I could have, I could have pulled back. <laughs> this, this didn't have to be this hard. Uh, but, uh, but through all of that, I think it's a, uh, all three of them have come back to like this, um, sense of how strange it is to be either black or a person of color and male in this country and be vulnerable at the same time. Right. That like, and what does it mean to be vulnerable and inside masculinity? And is it allowed to be public? And is it allowed, are you, is it allowed to be, and how do you wrestle with that? And how do you find yourself inside of that that wrestle that we all that we that we tend to have that there's these like kind of unfair expectations of what masculinity is supposed to look like inside of vulnerability you're going that route and i'm sure people can make films with that essence but not necessarily going there to, you know right right finding it finding yourself as that yeah person. yeah and it goes about in different ways right because like in the whole it's like 
you're watching this kid, this melancholic kid who's just like beaten up by it. And then, and you can see him just like wrestling with his identity that way. And then in Six Feet Apart, there's this big moment that I was on set crying because uh, it was a funeral <laughs> and we're like right. literally shooting a fun- funeral and like it was like we happened to be shooting it on Father's Day like who oh, sh- that shit that's uh, rough, that? that's rough. Oh, what the oh, hell that's rough I'm like, I'm like in the most gorgeous <laughs> church in El Paso on Father's Day watching literally like this like kind of famous actor uh, uh, loose but but not a uh, uh, step into a casket and do the scene and uh, I'm just like action uh, but like that but that scene comes from from this like this place of like is 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 this a sort of release now that he gets the, his father is dead or is he is are the things that he didn't get to say uh, and that he's like so buttoned up for the rest of the film and then with Sons of Toledo, it's like the first scene, like uh, Marcus, who's not an actor, Marcus uh, was just crying on set and, and we cut. And the first thing he said is like, if my dad could see me doing this right now, he'd be so proud. Right. Um, and so like these, these, the masculinity and vulnerability thing is a, is a, is a weird thing in America that we that we don't always, I think right now we're actually finally confronting in a way that we haven't done before. Oh la la. Yeah.